Abandon fear and trust yourself Open up to all life's wealth Tap into a sixth sense with intuitive intelligence Welcome, welcome to the Intuitive Intelligence Podcast. I'm your host, Bernadette Gold, your clairvoyant success mentor, here with a super special guest. I'm so excited to introduce you all to Britt Volnick. She just published a book called, show the, show the book, The, the Magic. magic Oops, there yeah, we go. The, it's always hard to know which way it goes. There we go. The ba- Magic of Bending Time in Your Sacred Business. And I put the link in the description so if you need time, <laughs> I know I do. I was telling her, Brett, your book's on my Kindle. I've read part of it. I don't have time. And what did you say? I said, sometimes you need to make the time to make the time. <laughs> yeah. So common, though. That's it one of the is. things people say. I don't have time to read about making time. And yet we need to. So mm-hmm. Britt's the founder of In Arms Coaching. She's the co-founder of Pity Posse Rescue and the creatrix of Sacred Structure and the Bending, what does it say? And the Bending of the bending Time Tools. Mm-hmm. Bending, time, bending tools. time Tools, yeah. Ah, which she has polished and perfected over 15 years of using them to raise a child as a solo parent while building a thriving business, a badass pit bull rescue, and caring for a marauding bunch of derpy pit bulls and humorless chickens at home. (laughs) Britt built a business from food stamps and single mamahood to a six-figure business that she runs part-time. We got to talk about that. While also (laughs) making the time to run Pity Posse Rescue. She mentors magical and soul-led women business owners and multi-passionate entrepreneurs in creating impact, income, and freedom of time in their business. She comes to us from Maine with her husband, kids, dogs, chickens, spending more and more time off-grid in their travel trailer, kayaking, reading, and grilling too much delicious food. (laughs) So... Ah, hi, Brett. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Hi, Tina. So you and I have met and it's just been super cool learning about you and the work you do. So let's talk about this. You have this book, which I, you know, it is a good book. Like I started reading it, but then there's things to do in the book. It's not just read the book. Like you actually have to apply it. Yes. And of course, I'm super busy and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to put it on my calendar. (laughs) So how do you do all of what you do part time? What's the secret? Well, so there are multiple secrets. And the the thing about the book is that, you know, it because I did have a choice. You're right. I had a choice to create it as either just something you read or listen to or something that you actually, you know, to have that workbook sort of feel to it and have exercises. And the thing is, is that I can talk to people about this until the cows come home. But the thing that makes my systems different is that they bend and mold to fit you, not the other way around. So you do actually have to make it your own. You know, it's kind of like, I'll give you the cloth and I'll give you the design, but if you actually want it to fit you, well, then you have to be working with your measurements and how you want things to move. We can all be wearing the same suit, but 
you want to make it fit you. I don't want to give you a suit and now say, well, now either grow or shrink to fit it. And so that's why we did make it a workbook because it's only in, and there isn't a whole lot of work in it, but it will absolutely change your perspective and the way you think about things to be able to say, okay, Brit's saying this, but now what does this mean for me? Because what it means for me and what it means for you are two different things. And that's both the work of sacred structure and the bending that time tools, but it's also why it's successful because I'm not going to set up my time like you set up your time. And so I'm not going to tell you to set up your time the way I set up my time. So it's kind of, it's that. like the pain in the butt up front, but it actually means that it's going to work for you because you're doing it. You're not just listening to me tell you about what worked for me. Well, and I love that there is a system. I don't have to go out and invent it. No. And that was the thing, you know, when I was, when I was, um, when I was starting in arms coaching, I had a toddler, I had a toddler that I, I literally don't think she left my body for the first three years of her life. Like she was attached to me. We used to call her a monkey because she was like her, her, she had to be attached to me at some point on our bodies all of the time. And I had, you know, we were on food stamps. I was in the process of losing the building that I had, I had, I had come into a very small amount of money. And I thought, what's the best, most, what's the smartest thing to do with money? Will you buy New York city real estate, right? How could that possibly go wrong? Well, it goes wrong when you got one of those crappy mortgages and then you can't afford it and it gets foreclosed upon and the bank seizes it. That's how it could go wrong. So I was in the process of all that. And I was trying to build in arms coaching because I was working nights and I was exhausted. And I kept thinking, you know, I'm not doing enough. How do I do more? And so I kept Googling time management to figure out how to do more. And all the time management that I found, and I say this in the book because this was just, this is so important to remember. The time management tools that I found were written by white men by middle-class white men who weren't on food stamps, who weren't solo parenting a clingy toddler, um, who definitely, you know, were not DIYing parenthood or getting out of debt or any of that. So I kept trying to bend myself into the time management structures that they were teaching and it didn't fit. And what I realized eventually was that it wasn't actually that I needed to do more. I needed to figure out how to have more and do less. And that, meant that I had to create it from scratch because that, you know, now we do have a lot of like, there's been a backlash against the hustle culture of that time. But 15 years ago in the women's entrepreneurial arena was the hustle culture. Get it girl, get it boss lady, CEO, you know, like do it all. It's still and I was there. Like, I, I guess it is still there. I don't partake in it anymore. And my, like you and I know that like we're parts of other communities. But that wasn't working. And so I really had to create a way to not, because I was breaking, like I was absolutely breaking. And the do more, I was like, holy goddess, I am doing more than two people as it is. I need to do less and I need to have more. And that was why I had to create the systems. And it's an amazing, it's an amazing system. I mean, really, and your story is really unique too you've been through a lot right but to yeah. live your dreams i mean you're rescuing pitbulls cute you know. really cute you know you know it is it is really awesome and it is a dream and it you know it's one of the things that i talk about in the book is that one of the things that's important about bending time is that 
the more you spend your time doing the things that you love, the less it feels like work. You know, like I, I'll still get people who are like, well, you know, rescue is a lot. Of, I mean, rescue is really a 24 seven thing. And I'll get people who say, well, don't you get tired of, you know, being in your business during the day and then doing the rescue team meetings at night, or sometimes I'll step in and do virtual home visits because we have a whole lot of applications. Like next week, we have we have 19 dogs coming up next week that all need places to land. So I'm doing a lot of stuff around it. But if you gave me a choice of how to spend my time, rescuing pitbulls would be at almost the top. So I'm doing a lot, but this is a dream for me. So it doesn't feel like, oh my gosh, and I had to do a virtual home visit at seven o'clock last night. Well, you know what? At seven o'clock at night, I want to either be in a bathtub, reading a book, or talking to people about saving pit bulls. So it's all good, you know? So let's talk about that for a minute, um, because I know a little bit about your story, and I know a lot about rescues because I used to rescue horses. Mm -hmm. And the rescue work is a labor of love, but not necessarily financial reward. Yeah. And every rescue I've ever known has suffered financially and it was always a hustle to get donations, to get things moving. Yeah. Yours doesn't operate like that. No, it doesn't. I don't think, my husband and I occasionally look at each other and just check in about this. I don't think we've put any of our own money into Pity Posse at all. Wow. And, and that might, you know, may, I mean, I, I really don't think that's true at all. Wow. Like it exists on its own. It has from the beginning. It doesn't make us money, but it's not supposed to. We don't need it to make money. It doesn't cost us money. And that is something that every other rescue that I know is owned usually by one woman who is on the road to financial destitution because she's funding it with her own money. And that has never been how Pity Posse worked. So do you think that incorporating magic into that business and the rest of your businesses helps? It does. And it's that's a really great question because that brings us to the definition of magic. And, you know, for me, sorry, there's a dog throwing a bone around in the back room, but there's no room in this house in which that's not happening. So I just tune it out. Um, magic to me is part of the definition of magic is the um, science and art of changing energy. And so one of the things that's been really important about the rescue and the reason why it's thrived and hasn't caused the demise of our personal life is that I've applied many of the same um, pieces of magic to it as in my business. And one of them is healthy boundaries. You know, we started Pity Posse Rescue with a group of people um, it, it runs with a team now. We have every we have an adoptions team. We have a foster team. We have an events team. Um, you know, we have a social media team. So I was in a I set myself up in a position of leadership from the very very beginning, and we prized community growth from the very very beginning. And that means that when we have a dog like Winnie who's been up on our page who needs you know, got when she's finished she'll need at least fifteen thousand dollars worth of surgery. And when we yeah. come up with a dog like that, um, we ask our community for help. And sometimes we'll even say, we have the opportunity to do this. Do folks, wanna, do folks wanna back us? Do you believe in this? Do you want us to save this dog? And we'll raise that money like, like that. And that's one of the things about the way that we've created Pity Posse Rescue as a mission and the way we've set boundaries around it. I mean, Winnie is an example because we, we you know, she's a rare example because we knew she was going to cost a lot of money up front. 
Um, and we really made sure that the community backed us. I mean, we would have taken her anyway, but we really pulled out the community support. But we rescue within boundaries. We have boundaries and boundaries are such sacred, sacred magic. Mm. I have personal boundaries around Pity Posse. We'll say no to dogs. We say no to dogs actually every single week. And that means sad things. But I also know that we can't save them all. And that if I, we take on more than we can handle, it will sink the rescue. So we have boundaries. I have boundaries around my time. When I say I'm going to be off grid this weekend, I'm going to be off grid this weekend. And we have a team to handle it. And that means that I don't get, you know, nobody has, the team has my personal phone number. The public never gets it. We don't even have a rescue phone number because we're like, we don't want phone calls. You can email us. You can message us. Nobody on this team wants to get on the phone with people. So we don't offer a phone number. So that boundaries piece, which is so important in the bending time and sacred structure and really having ownership over what you do and when you do it and with whom you do it, that has been a piece of pity posse from the beginning that has enabled us. And we're not, we're not brand new. We're, we're in year six now. So, you know, we really like, we're very established and this has enabled us to. And you're starting a brand new business. On top of your coaching starting, business. Yeah, we're starting a third, a third business if you consider Pity Posse one. Yeah, very, very excited about that. And that's one that my husband and I are starting together. And wow. we'll hopefully retire him from his, from his so job. So talk about what you do um, with your other business that you really haven't gotten into, the In Arms Coaching. What is that and who's it for? Yeah, so In Arms Coaching is, my, is, is another part of my dream. And it exists to teach women like us how to run businesses that are their heart's calling, that are their, you know, their, their mission, their vision for the world in half the time so that they can do crazy things like rescue horses or rescue dogs or sleep 12 hours a night if that's what you need at the time while making full-time income and impact. So the women that I work with want to do what they love. They want to make a really juicy income doing it. They want to change the world in some way, shape or form. And that might be something big like you know, starting an organization to help women, domestic violence survivors. It might be something like, I want to change the world by being present for my kid at three o'clock every day. That's changing the world too. But they also don't want to settle for, you know, piecemeal bits of income and they want to live a really extraordinary life. And the women that I work with understand that the more money we have, the more money women like you and I have, the more we're going to shift the shit to show that's happening. That's what needs to happen. The power needs to come back yes. to the women and money is power. So I want the women I work with to have as much money as they want because statistics show that when the women hold the money, they put it back into their families. They put it back into their communities. They put it back into, you know, their family and their friends. That's where we need to move to. I agree. I, I seriously, I agree. So tell me, how does it feel to be a best-selling author? It's so cool. It's so neat. I just, I love it. We were, you know, we were really, um, I mean, this again goes out to the power of community building. And when this book launched, so many more people than I expected shared it and reviewed it and shouted it out and made videos. Um, and my intention with this book was really to make sure that the work that I do is, is, is accessible to as many women as possible in the world. And this, this book is the little tiny like boat that takes it out, out of my harbor and, and into the ocean. 
I love that. And what a mission. It's an amazing mission. All right. So let's get let's get some secrets from you. I love this part. Okay. What were the biggest, the three biggest mistakes you made in business? Oh, the three biggest mistakes that I made in business. So number one is not listening to red flags. I know that every mistake that I made, I knew it. I knew it on some level. And I either thought either, and this is so common for, for many, many women, either I didn't want to make waves or I just kind of had that wall, just sort of pray that it all sort of turns out all right and I won't have to really wade in and get dirty sort of thing. Um, or I was just too scared to make the change. And it, you know, it cost me time, it cost me money. I mean, I, you know, to give you one, one sort of juicy example, I had a woman on my team that I was paying um, like $2,000 a month to, and that was, you know, at least five years ago. And that was a lot of money for me then. And she just kept doing less and less. And I kept saying, you know, in a really sort of passive way, is everything okay? You know, like, not like, girl, we had deadlines, <laughs> you blew them. Like, what's up? What am I paying you two grand a month for? But just in this really passive aggressive way, and she'd come back sort of short tempered, everything's fine. Why? And I just let that go on for months. And, you know, in the meantime, and it's not just the money loss, it's the, and I mean, you know this, it's the energetic suck of like, why isn't this working? What am I doing wrong? Like the self doubt, uh, the self doubt. And also the like, I'm not in my highest power here. I am not putting on my boss panties and being like, no, this is not what we said. You know, I'm not paying you until morale improves sort of thing. So that was definitely one of my biggest mistakes is just, and it all comes down to kind of not wearing my boss panties and not being like, this that. is my ship. I'm steering it. You know, if you're creating drag or if you're, you know, and th this actually happened in Pity Posse. It happens about once or twice a year in Pity Posse um, where we'll have just like a really weird personnel thing or someone who's dragging everyone down or someone who's not doing what they said they were going to do. And so mistake number one has not been staying in boss energy and being like, mm-mm, mm-mm, fix it or go. But I'm sure as hell not going to continue to pay you if you're not fixing this. That's a really right. big one. And that one also is like a deep one because it's like the less you boss up, the more sort of shame there is about how you're not bossing up. And it like eats away and creates even more self-doubt. It's just, it's so icky. So that was definitely the first one. And I, and I tell my kid this now with like dating and stuff. I'm like, when you see a red flag, girlfriend, stop, stop and read it read the fine print because when things go wrong you're gonna look back and see that you knew it and that's what's happened in my business over and over again so that would be i think the that's one. true in all of life but especially life. we all you know when we get attached i want this thing i want the man i want the job title i and the red flags are flying and you're like it's okay it's right. until later and then you're like i knew it it was not okay it was not it was never okay was you never just made okay. it okay because you couldn't let go yeah, yeah, for sure. That's a big so that one for business. Thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what else? What else did you um, what else did you do that that you can give tips for? Because I think that's an important one. And I think mm -hmm. it's under spoken about. I don't think enough yeah. people talk about those those intuitions yeah. that we get and then we just go plowing through it anyways. 
Yep. And I hope it'll all work out. Yeah, that was a big one. I'd say the other one was really underestimating two things. One, how little of an investment I could make to get support way earlier. And two, how much even the littlest investment would have paid off. Um, and I'll, I'll give you an example because that's a little abstract. But um, when I when I started my business, I, you know, I did everything. I did start by hiring a business coach right from day one. And that was brilliant. Um, and I'm really, really glad I did. I was waitressing at the time. I took an extra couple of shifts a month to pay for it. That was brilliant. And I'm so glad I did that. What I waited too long for was the extra support. Um, so the first uh, the first. Um, team member that I had was a client care coordinator and it was to do the stuff that is so outside of my ability and genius, like the scheduling, sending out contracts, making sure contracts come back, payments, like setting up and, you know, tracking payments, um, all of those things like enrollment, just all of that stuff. I was so horrifically terrible at, but I was in my head, I couldn't afford the support. And when I finally started dropping balls and it was costing me time and it was costing me money. Um, and back then I had something like five to six hours a week to be in my business. So if I was wow. spending three of those checking that contracts came back and like processing payments through PayPal, like that was just ridiculous. And I did it way too long. I finally found um, her name was Brenda and I found her through like Elance or something. And she was charging $10 an hour and I hired her for wow. two hours a week. And I was nauseated at the thought of that $20 a week, but I hired her for two hours a week and she did in one hour a week, what I was taking more than three hours a week to do. And that was just amazing. And that was the beginning of me being able to take back time and really delegate those pieces so that I could earn more. Um, so, and I've, I've done that sort of consistently through the business, um, realizing that if I want this big thing, there could be a smaller part that I could implement right away. So I was actually just reading, did I leave it here? No, it's another room. I'm reading Rachel Rogers, um, We Should All Be Millionaires. And she was talking about thinking about like, what is your grand vision? Like, I'd love, I'd love a chef trying to eat really healthy. I'm home right. all day. It's a lot of work to prepare food. So I eat crappier food. So I was like, you know what? When I'm really like raking the money in, I want a chef. And then I started thinking, gosh, how could I have a piece of that right now? And I wound up talking to my gardener who I love and who doesn't annoy me, which is kind of a big deal because I'm an introvert. I don't like people in the house. <laughs> I love her. And I was like, hey, would you want to come be a personal assistant for a few hours a week? And she was like, actually, my work is stopping because she's in landscaping and we live in Maine and it's going to end until April. And she was like, yeah, what are you thinking? And I was like, you know, just like, what if you like chop some vegetables and organize some drawers? And she's like, you know, I went to culinary school. Would you like me to cook for you? Uh. And I was like, yes, how much do you want? And she was like, how about 15 to 18 an hour? And I'm like, <laughs> I just hired a freaking chef for 15 to $18 an hour. Who's going to wow. cook? She's like, I also clean houses, right? So I'm paying my housekeeper 45 an hour. I might have just asked for and received a house cleaner, chef, organizer, <laughs> you know, put these things in a package so I can mail them. Gal Friday for less than half 
of what I'm paying our housekeeper. That's awesome. It's the so power of manifesting. Yeah. So those pieces like, A, you, I don't care what you're doing or who you are, you have to have support. And if you think you can't get the whole shebang now, which I'd also press people on, what little piece can you, can you take? Could you hire a dog walker? Could you hire, you know, an accountant? Could you, you know, delegate picking your kid up from school? How can we start really small? Because you have to do it. So let's start flexing that muscle. But none of us do it alone. And I struggled for too long thinking that I couldn't afford the help. I so think that's, that's common, one. especially, mm -hmm. especially for single moms. We're used oh, to yes. doing it alone. I'm just going to mm -hmm. do it alone. Yeah. And it's a pattern that locks in. Yeah. And it will cost you like it will literally cost you your success if you can't get out of the way of that. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. Yeah. Well, your book just launched. When was it? I can't even remember. On May, in May, May 13th. That's right. Yeah. It yeah. seems like it was last month. It's a bit, <laughs> it feels like crazy longer and me. shorter. I know. Time is doing this weird thing lately. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, but it's a good book. It's available in paperback and it's available in Kindle. Yep. So if anybody wants a copy of it, go get it. The link is in the description. Like no matter if you're watching on YouTube, you're watching on Facebook, go get it. Grab a copy because, and do it. Like don't just read the book and think I'm going to get to it like I did. <laughs> you actually have to do, do the exercises, but the tools are solid. And yeah. So one last question before we jump out and I let you go see your wonderful husband and and play with your dogs. Um, <laughs> if there was one thing that you could instill upon a woman who is overwhelmed and she's over mm -hmm. her head in balancing life and children and bills and business, and even if she isn't in business, she's just really reaching that place of burnout, yeah, holding it together, what would you tell her? What's your advice? I would tell her to stop thinking about if or when she can have help and assume that help is abs support is absolutely mandatory. So start thinking about what would be helpful because it just, you know, it, it's so helpful for me to look at women who I really admire, like, you know, someone like Oprah, like Oprah, nobody handed her that stuff. Oprah climbed out of the abyss. Yeah. And imagine if Oprah was like, so I'm going to climb out of the abyss and I'm going to become like a multi-billionaire and have everybody's eyes on me and be Oprah. But no, thank you. I don't need any help. I'm going to do this by myself. That's not how it's done. So start thinking about what, what help would be possible. What support could you get right now? Start small if you need to. But remember, in, this, in the most beautiful heart-centered way I can say this, you are not different than any other woman here. We all need support. We all get to have support. It is our goddess-given right to have support. And the things that you dream about are not going to be possible without it. So let's start flexing the muscle now and thinking about what support can you have today? What support can you have in six months? What support are you committing to having January 1st, 2022? And let's just get rolling on that and skip the whole, I should be able to do this by myself. I'll get support when kind of thing. Okay, so let's just say I'm an entrepreneur. 
and I want help with my business, with how to structure it and how to do all this stuff in a sacred way. Can you help me with that? Absolutely. It would what be my have? dream. What do you have, sister? Uh, well, so we have two programs that we use, um, which are the predominant ways that I support women. And they're both surround sound programs. One is for women in years sort of zero-ish to three or four. Um, and that's Biz Elementals. And Biz Elementals is a surround sound system. Myself and three other expert coaches really helping women walk the path of wherever you are, where you come in to that point where the clients are coming. And now you're starting to think about growing, leveraging, hiring team. At that point, women go into the second program, which is Alchemy of Success Circle, which is more of a mastermind style program for women who have a successful thriving business and now are trying to buy back time, decrease their time working, maybe start a second business or maybe start their nonprofit team and are really looking at delegating and leveraging and elevating from there. And they are, yeah. they're amazing programs. They're both built from what I wish I had had at each of those two points. And they're really amazing. I mean, they are programs where you are so supported and you know you have four women who are experts holding this space and saying, what do you need? How can we help you do this next? Here's what this could look like for you. Um, and I just, I really love them. They are, they're like songs from my heart around what I know women need in order to get out there to a place where they're moving without restrictions in the world and in their dreams and visions. I love that. I love that. You might see me in your program. Because <laughs> first of all, I like working with coaches and experts that have been there, done that. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not just like I'm an online digital marketer. Mm -hmm. You've actually done it. Yeah. And you have the businesses to prove it. Right. Yeah. First of yeah. all. And I also believe we do teach what we needed yeah. when we were at the beginning. You know, so I, yeah. I think it's amazing. So yeah. if any of you are women and you want that support, you're craving it and you need to, to have a circle around you, she's your girl. Like I would, Thank you. I would send anyone to you because I know, I know Britt on a personal level, not for long. I haven't known her for long, but we instantly connected and she's an amazing, amazing role model, especially for women who are in the rescue business. Because like I said, I did horse rescue for years and it was not fun mm -hmm. from a financial perspective. Yeah. Not yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah. Horses have got to be so much more expensive. But, but, you know, the rescue piece was really, it's one of my shining examples because it's like that rescue started because I applied all of the you know, all of the pieces that I use to grow in arms. And I was really curious, would it work when none of the people that work in Pity Posse are paid? We don't have anyone that's paid. They are 100% volunteers. And we still set it up as a business structure. And we were like, will this work if nobody's earning money? And it has, which has been incredible to me, which has really spoken to one of the things that we help women do, which is to create from your mission and vision. And what that means is that you're doing something that is so important to you that other people see it and they wanna be a part of it. And that yes. has been incredible with Pity Posse. Those people are working full-time for us for free because they wanna be a part of the movement because they believe in it. And that's really part of getting to a point where your work and your mission is visible in the world. 
And it's bringing people in who want to be a part of that. Uh, well, and let me just say this. Let me give you some props. Because I have known and do know still lots of people who do different kind of animal rescue. Cat rescue, dog rescue, horse rescue, all kinds of different things. It is admirable on so many levels to watch how you've set your your rescue up, how you've mm. set your business up, how you raised a daughter through all of these things and how you didn't make excuses. You just got it done. Yeah. So yeah. thanks for stepping out and being visible enough for people to find you because mm. you're the type of woman, I think women that are like us, that are like, no, I'm, I've got this dream and vision. I'm going to get it done. I think you're the type of woman that every other woman needs that's like that. Mm, mm, I appreciate that. It's I feel incredibly blessed to be so clearly called. Like I I know, I know what, what we're doing. I know where it's going. Um, and I'm just so excited because I know that there are so many women out there who just need a little bit of support and structure to yeah. get the same thing going in their life. And that is that just blows my skirt up all day long to provide. Well, and you have a spiritual foundation too mm -hmm. underneath you, which you is know, really important. Yeah, I think I think it, without it, you're you're rolling a boulder uphill by yourself. Yeah, yeah. Why bother? No bueno. No, no. So, well, thank you, thank you, Britt, for coming on. Thank I you so, so appreciate much. it. Y'all go get her book, "The Magic of Bending Time." Show the cover in your sacred business it's a blue cover for those of you yeah. on the podcast that cannot hear it's brit bolnick yeah yes the Ooh. magic of bending time in your sacred business and it's a good book all right well off you go happy labor day thanks for spending part of it with us we appreciate you thank you so much for having me i'm so uh grateful to get to hang out with your community for a little bit so much love your way all right, guys, we'll see you next time. Abandon fear and trust yourself. Open up to all life's wealth. Tap into a sixth sense with intuitive intelligence.